You're listening to Talk Daredevil, the official podcast of the Save Daredevil campaign. everyone. It's really thrilling to welcome all of you to our latest and officially eighth episode of Talk Daredevil, a podcast about everything Daredevil brought to you by the Save Daredevil campaign. It's pretty wild that we're as long as a season of Defenders now, uh, and we still have more content to come. And by the way, just a quick note, if you've been enjoying these episodes, we'd really love for you to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway, I'm really excited to introduce the topic that we're talking about for this episode, and I have a feeling we're going to be hard-pressed to find anyone out there who disagrees with us, but today we'll be discussing why we believe Charlie Cox deserves to reprise his role as Daredevil, and while we're at it, the rest of the cast too. You'll probably recognize me, I'm Phyllis, and today I'm joined by a few familiar voices, Aisha. Hello. Christina. Hi, everybody. And last but not least, Shelby. Hey, guys. Now, I know we all have a lot of thoughts about why Daredevil and really any of the major Daredevil series characters should not be recast. So why don't we dig into that first? You know, when we first talked about this topic, I joked that it would be the shortest podcast ever because we'd say, because we said so. Thank you for listening to Save Daredevil. <laughs> but in reality, it's, it's a legitimate question, and I think we should talk about it. The most important thing I can think of is that this is not a show that was disliked. This is not a show that was not popular. This was not a show that was critically panned. People really loved this iteration of these characters. And when I am on social media asking the powers that be to save this show, I always reiterate, I want the same crew. I want the same creative team. I want it to be TVMA. I want it to be long form. And I want this cast back. It's important to me because why would you mess with the winning formula? If something is working, why would you turn around and change it up? I honestly believe that if there was any kind of recast, that there would be a huge backlash. And it's interesting, I've seen on social media, even people who are not necessarily involved with our campaign or believe in our campaign are saying that. I've seen that a lot. Oh boy, if they ever recast this, people are going to be pissed. And I think that's a legitimate concern and Marvel should keep that in mind. Yeah, you make some great points. We've seen Marvel projects that were not very um, well received, or maybe it was something that just ended. There was closure. They want to reboot a new version of this character because this first version of the character was done. We didn't get that with Daredevil. We got something taken away from us early. This cast got something taken away from them when they weren't expecting it. Again, if you didn't know, they were getting ready to film Daredevil season four. The writers were in the writer's room plotting out all of the stories for the season. No one was actually expecting this to get taken away. You know, I think it would have been easier if we had a show that fulfilled its run and now it's a couple years later. And because people want to reboot, re redo everything anyway nowadays, like, OK, maybe I would be on board with considering that. But this is not the case here. And, you know, what else it wasn't? It wasn't the case of, oh, you know, maybe someone was miscast for this character and maybe it would be great to see another iteration. That wasn't the case here either. Charlie and everyone who really ended up being a major player on the show really embodied the character um, in a way that I think for most people, you know, this is the definitive version of that character for them. So, yeah, you know, that's kind of where, where my brain is at when I think about it. Um, also, in the streaming age, is two years long enough where people have forgotten and you could reboot 
without mm-hmm. people not constantly comparing it to this, what we consider the perfect version mm-hmm. of Daredevil. You know, mm-hmm. there's still people to this day. I'm like, you just discovered this show? Like, how is this possible? And you just read comments every day like, oh, my God, this is the best. And I just don't know that it that two years is long enough for people to forget. You no, know, that's true. Right. And I'm thinking about Star Trek. Um, they recast Captain oh. Kirk after about 50 years. I'd say that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was time then to do that. Yes. Yes. I think 50 and the, years was time. That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and in but the last never- two years, it's like... Anywhere you go on social media, whether it's Twitter, whether it's on YouTube, you know, there's all those uh, dozens and dozens of reaction videos that people do. And you read the comments and everyone just loves this cast. And they feel that Charlie Cox was the definitive version of this character. And they don't want to see a new version right now. They don't want a new cast taking over. They want to see the same cast return. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something else that we see a lot of, um, if you look online and you look at articles and you watch videos of people within Marvel talking about Charlie Cox and his work on the show, universally, people talk about what a fantastic person he is to work with, what a great leader he is amongst the cast. What, how great his work ethic is, how seriously he takes the character. I have not even heard a grumble of anyone no. complaining about anything he's done. And in these days, if there's a grumble, you're going to hear it. Mm-hmm. That's true. There hasn't been too many like major recastings of Marvel roles. Um, but the ones that you do hear about are the ones that came with the grumbles. Either grumbles about the actors themselves or grumbles about maybe it not being the right fit, um, not being the right version. So, you know, with Charlie, like you said, no one's really ever said a bad word. And we're going to talk quite at length about Charlie and why we think that he is so deserving um, of a chance to bring this role back. But 100 percent agree. Yeah, I think it's not only with this cast, like work again with each other. I think there are other actors who cannot wait to work with this cast, Mm. you know, even outside of Daredevil. Come on, Marvel. And, you know, this is still, um, I think it's something we mentioned in episode six uh, with the rumors episode. If you have been off social media or the internet for any reason, you'll know that Electro is reprising his role um, in Spider-Man 3. Obviously, we also had J. Jonah Jameson show up at the end of Spider-Man 2. I think people are still talking about whether Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to show up. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> but, you know, we've always uh, heard people say that Feige will not allow characters from outside of his purview or actors that were cast outside his purview uh, coming back to assume a role in his MCU. Now, I, we know that it's a little bit different when it comes to Sony. But nevertheless, these are characters that were originated outside of the MCU that are coming back into the MCU being played by their original actors. And while, you know, we obviously don't necessarily want to see a completely redone version of Daredevil, I think the first step is just getting Charlie Cox back. It feels like there's less and less as far as arguments are concerned that can be brought up about why you shouldn't consider bringing back Charlie as Daredevil, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. And those are the things that we have heard um, at quite a loud volume lately. Um, wait, 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 Phyllis. What do you mean? Netflix doesn't control all these people for forever for life? <laughs> 
wait, how am I just now hearing about this? Shelby, this really know, is possible? I don't know if you should be checking out the FAQ section on the Safe Approval website, but I believe we talk about this at length and we've done so for the last two years. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Thank you wow. for finally getting on the same page. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm all caught up now. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> so, great. So, so, so this really could happen. It could, right? This could happen. It, it really could happen. It really could happen. As, as we're recording this, we're recording this a little bit early from when it's going to actually release, but I believe the date that this episode should release will be about a month until the <gasps> end of the moratorium. So, oh my God. a lot can happen close. after that date is passed, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. It's 2020. This could totally happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so many things have happened in 2020. Why not this? Exactly. <laughs> Why not? And another point to think about is that it's these are not characters that we're taking back from Sony or Fox, right? Marvel cast this show, so Marvel should yes. feel comfortable about exactly. Having them back. Yes. Yes. I re- I agree with that. Trust your casting, yeah. Marvel. You made this decision, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we have heard uh, stories about uh, Eldon Henson's hilarious uh, socially distanced before it was cool audition for Foggy Nelson, how he couldn't hold the phone right. And he was trying to fix it. And the Marvel casters said, well, that's Foggy. You know, that's completely something that Foggy would do. We've heard about how Joe Casada watched Boardwalk Empire and said, I found our Matt Murdock. We've seen time and time again people saying that Vincent D'Onofrio is the definitive kingpin. He's just brilliant. These were not mistakes. None of the cast was mistaken. And I have to say that's one of the things I've really appreciated about Marvel across the board, films and TV shows, is they really very rarely make a mistake with their casting. They usually just get the right person in the right role. And I really appreciate that. And this show is no exception. You know, there's just something that I've always like personally noticed about Marvel projects and the way that they cast. So not specifically about like whether the actor fits the character, which is obviously a very big thing. And I think they've done a really good job doing that. But I've noticed that there does seem to be an importance placed on actors that are collaborative, that are easy to work with, that are generous and creative people. And you know, you you see this in kind of the MCU and, and the people that they've chosen to embody those roles. And you've seen that in the people that, you know, they've passed on as far as, you know, people that they chose not to go with or people that they've had to recast. And when I think about the people that they cast for Daredevil and even really all of the Defender shows, all of these actors are just good, kind, generous people. And I can so easily see them segueing into the greater Marvel universe and being able to collaborate and be creative and play in that arena too. I just don't see it being a matter of like, they're not ready to move over here and play in the big leagues, or they're not ready to be creative and collaborative on that level, because they totally are. And on top of that, they're all amazing actors, especially on Daredevil. You know, you have just amazing stars on that show that can easily hold their own if they were put closer to um, the MCU universe. Personally, I don't think they need to do that. But if that was a metric um, by which anyone was judging that, I don't think the Daredevil cast would be falling short of anything. No, I see it all the time on on Twitter because I do run the Charlie Cox fan page on Twitter that, you know, people comparing his performance like to Robert Downey Jr., Mm -hmm. to Chris Evans. Like as the perfect casting choice that Marvel made. 
Yeah. And I guess, you know, there are understandably like logistical concerns. We're at the tail end of a two year campaign <laughs> to save the show. Um, and two years is a, it's, it's a long time. And understandably, people might be worried about whether, you know, you can even bring this cast back. Can you even bring them even if they wanted to? But I, I personally think there's a difference between um, like scheduling issues and just like a complete lack of interest in coming back. And I think we right. have um, seen time and time again that this cast, if given the choice, would love to come back. Scheduling conflicts are legitimately a thing, but schedules can be worked around. Schedules can be flexible if they need to be. I think it would be more, it would be much more difficult if people just didn't want to come back, but that's just not something we've seen at all. Yeah, I haven't heard that from any cast member Mm -hmm. or any member, I don't think of the defenders even. Yeah. I've said that. I also think, too, I don't know, um, you know, it used to be the 13 episode was the standard for Netflix. I don't know if we'll ever go back to the 13 episode format. Yeah, There may be shorter seasons. So that's something to consider, too, when bringing people back, that it may not be six months out of somebody's year. Mm-hmm. It could be four months, three months. Great. And because of COVID, everything has been on a kind of a standstill anyway this year. Not a lot of projects have been worked on or completed. That's a really good point. Yeah. This is the perfect point for Marvel to say, now we can start thinking about this because there's been such a period of inactivity. This is the perfect point to say, okay, let's regroup. Can we actually do this? And I've said this from the beginning. If any of the cast ever came out and said, you know what? That was a great period of my life. I'm done. I want to try different things. I would totally back off and I would totally say, okay, that sounds great. We have not heard that at all. We've heard cast members say things like, they don't expect to be asked back. We've had them say that it hurts too much to get their hopes up. But every one of them that we have heard from has said they would love to do it. So I feel like I would much rather Marvel took its time and made sure they could get this cast back. And maybe we have to wait than them rush into something with a completely new cast. And I think most fans will agree. There are going to be some people out there who just love the character of Daredevil and their completists, and they will watch it no matter what. I get that. But I think the vast majority of the fandom is that's not the case. And sometimes we hear comments from fans who are on the periphery of this and like who don't know the whole picture and say, oh, you know what? The cast has moved on. And Charlie Cox said this, that he's done with the role. And I've read all the Charlie Cox interviews. He has never said that. (laughs) Not when Daredevil was canceled, not in 2019, not when he was working on Betrayal the whole year and not this year. I mean, as recent as early this year when he was, you know, interviewed by comicbook.com. Even when he was talking about the logistical problems, maybe, of continuing a season four, he still said, I'd love to come back if given the chance. So he definitely has not moved on. Yeah. So here's the quote from comicbook.com. And this was in May. Yeah. The, the interviewer had asked about a potential fourth season. And he asked him, do you think it's going to happen? And this was Charlie's response. And this is the quote. You can watch the interview. We're not making this up. I don't feel that way. No. And I don't know why I don't feel that way. But I haven't been given any reason to believe that. And from a cynical point of view, it just feels like maybe I'm trying to protect myself because I'd love nothing more than to do it again. Again, he's saying he doesn't expect to be asked back, but he would love to do it. I know. 
And it, it breaks my heart a little bit to hear him talk about that. And we've heard other members of the cast say the same thing. Mm-hmm. We've heard the lovely and generous Deborah Ann Wall say that, that it just she's she's going through a grieving process because it really hurt that she got that part taken away from her. And again, these people are saying they were hurt. They were disappointed. They're not saying they wouldn't come back. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, I know we all think this, but Fans just want to see a really good version of the character they love. And the actors on this show have done that for us and for the fans. And so if it came down to it, wouldn't that just be reason enough to let them have another shot? Yes. Yeah, there are, these actors are beloved. You know, they, they are absolutely perfect for these characters. And the fans want the same cast back. And the cast, really, they have so much love and respect for each other. Here's a quote from Vincent D'Onofrio. It's from an interview in August 2020 from comicbook.com. And he says, the obvious one, which is Daredevil, I still believe in Charlie Cox as Daredevil. And I think that if they do a Daredevil film or have Daredevil in one of their films, I only hope it's Charlie because I believe in him as Daredevil. I loved working with that guy. Not just because he's a great guy, but because he's a fine actor. A lot of people, I guess they don't realize because they're not actors, that what it's like to be on set with somebody that's really good. And it's a whole different experience than it is when you're with somebody like that. Charlie was on it every day. We were together on it all the time, which brings us both up a notch. It's such a great so, quote. It's such a great quote. And here you have, you know, it. how old was Vincent when he was nominated for his first Oscar? He was like a teenager, wasn't he, for Full Metal Jacket? 19 or something? Yes. He's a brilliant actor. And for him to gush that much about working with that cast. And we've also seen Vincent online gushing about working with Deborah Ann Wall, Mm -hmm. uh, calling her his favorite scene partner. So there's so much camaraderie within the cast that I'm sure they would love to get together again. Yeah. And let's be for real. Like, is there anybody, can you get anybody better than Vincent D'Onofrio? Oh, God, no. Never. Okay, there you go. That's it. There you go. <laughs> As Kingpin, nobody, right? There, who do you, how do you top that? Who would want to come in and be Kingpin after Vincent? Not me. I think you'd be he foolish made that to girl. consider <laughs> yourself worthy of being able to follow those footsteps. Like, nope. You they know, can call you up. Nope. Not going to touch that. Sorry. That, I can legit see that happening. Someone being offered or saying, would you like to audition for this role, knowing what it is, and them saying, no, nah, that's okay. Yeah, that's his. Mm -mm. I mean, I would say next to Charlie as Daredevil, maybe even, you know, as much as what we hear online about Charlie as Daredevil, it's the volume we hear about Vincent as Kingpin. Like Vincent being one of Marvel's best villains, um, Vincent being the definitive Kingpin. Everyone wants to see Vincent be Kingpin and Spider-Man. It's just, it's, yeah, Yeah. I don't think anyone can feasibly imagine it happening without him. And no. Vincent also said something recently about, you know, he, he tweeted about Spider-Man 3, right? He'd, mm-hmm. he'd love to times, be. A few times, actually. <laughs> I, love yeah, that and- Vi- I love that Vincent is like the biggest Kingpin fan. That's oh, what I he love. Is. Yeah. <laughs> He's standing hard out there for, <laughs> for Kingpin. <laughs> yes. And, you know, these are actors who are successful, who might be working on other projects, but we've seen people work on multiple projects at the same time. Oh, of course. Yeah. We've seen people. How many shows is my culture in right now? Gosh, like five. Like yeah. Literally. And <laughs> somehow he's managing it. 
Yeah. Uh, we know that Charlie took off time between seasons of Daredevil to work on other projects. The logistics of bringing the cast back when they're very wait, good and wait, probably Christina, in demand. Wait, Christina, stop, stop. You mean actors can work on more than one thing? Isn't that <laughs> At the same time? Like I while they're working on out. one thing, they can audition and get like possibly another role? It's oh my nuts. God. I think they clone themselves. I don't my think it's actually physically possible. My mind is being possible. blown today. <laughs> Shelby is learning so much oh from my being God. on this podcast. This podcast is educational, boys and girls. <laughs> to people even on our own team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of who in um, our cast is currently on another show. I know Wilson, uh, Wilson, Vincent <laughs> has done like three shows in the time that Daredevil has been off the air. Wilson Bethel is probably the most notable one. He's on. Um, he's a series regular on All Rise. Um, and so, you know, when we talk about just iconic villains, obviously there is just his version of Bullseye was just superb in season three. And obviously we'd love to see him come back. But again, I, I feel like schedules can be difficult, but schedules are not impossible. And I think if if Wilson himself would want to come back and, and play that role again, I, I don't see a reason why not to try to have him come back um, if the cards align for the cast to all return together. Other than that, I, I kind of feel like no one has really any major commitments right now, which does work a little bit in our favor, you know. But again, like we said, you know, these are talented actors. These are people that we expect to see working. We just have to know and hope that Marvel can make things happen if, if they choose to. And actually, you know, Marvel has done that before. <laughs> you know, if Marvel, especially Marvel Studios, if, if Kevin Feige decides he really wants to make something happen, I believe he will. And I think it's important for us as fans to continue to make sure that he hears us and he hears that, hey, this is the thing we want to see happen. We want to see Charlie back as Daredevil. We want to see Vincent back as Kingpin. We want to see this cast return to some kind of continuation of the show. I've said it before. If you played second cop from the right in Daredevil, I want you to have your job back. What it comes down to is that lightning struck. It was perfect. Why would you change a single thing when it was so perfect? And something else I want to talk about is the entire cast. Every member of the cast that we have interacted with as part of the team has been so generous with their time has been so lovely, has been so positive. We never came across any kind of diva attitudes or, or anything like that in any of the cast members that showed up for Save Daredevil Con, who we've interacted with on social media, who we've met in real life. They're just all wonderful. Yes, everyone we've met has been very generous with the time and very down to earth. Very, They don't act like celebrities. <laughs> they're just like normal people. Yeah, that's why they're so easy to talk to. And it's interesting also, if you look at fans who are asking for more of these characters, sometimes they don't name the actors by name, but they'll be on social media and post a picture of Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin saying, I want to see more Kingpin. That doesn't mean they just want another guy in a white suit. Mm -hmm. That means they want to see Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. That's something that uh, not all fans are going to be so specific in saying they want the cast back. They just assume because why not? Yeah. If we're going to have that character back, why not have it the person who absolutely owned it? Completely agree. So, of course, if we're talking about the cast and we're talking about everyone, we're talking about Royce Johnson and Jeff Cantor and Amy Rupperg and Deborah Anwell and Elodie Young and absolutely everyone. But it all comes down to Charlie leading the way as the lead character. 
Yeah. And I can't say this enough. I feel like it would be a great disservice to recast the role of Matt Murdock and Daredevil. This is just me personally, and people are going to disagree with me. I'd rather they didn't touch that character than recast it, because I cannot imagine why they would want to recast it, because he was perfect in it. He was perfect as Matt. He was perfect as Daredevil. He had such a wonderful collaborative relationship with Chris Brewster, his stunt devil. He was someone who did more than just show up and do his job. He absolutely immersed himself in that character and took it very seriously. And as we've heard him say, he's not done with that character yet. He would love to do it again. You're right. Um, Just the way he immersed himself in that role. And, you know, I, I just don't think people realize how difficult it is to be the lead of a show and to have all that responsibility on you and to have to set the tone. Being first in the call sheet can mean a lot of different things. Um, and not everyone necessarily rises to the challenge, but we've always only heard the best things about Charlie rising to that challenge and the work that he puts in and the example that he chooses to be on set, whether it's to his fellow cast members, to the crew, to the other creatives that he's working with. You know, he just he just has always set the tone. John Bernthal yeah. said, you know, during an interview for season two, he said, Being the lead character of a television program is a very specific job and goes a lot further than being an actor. You can't show fatigue. You can't slow down. You can't be frustrated. Gotta be the guy. There's people who do it well and there's people that don't. Charlie is an awesome leader of a show. He obviously, you know, he worked with Charlie in season two. And Charlie has also talked about working with John, collaborating with him on, you know, dialogues, uh, staying up late at night, working on two pieces of dialogues. And, you know, very complimentary of uh, how hardworking John was as well. And as as you can say, John felt the same about Charlie. And he's not the only one. Mm-hmm. There have been countless quotes. I mean, we could probably do a four-hour podcast just quoting, you know, other cast members talking about Charlie and each other and everyone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. We have a series of question and answer with prominent people from the show. And in one of them, Chris Brewster, who was Charlie's stunt double on the show, talked about how when they were about to film a stunt sequence, he would actually sit down with Charlie and Charlie would tell him, this is where my this is where the character's mind was at. This is what happened before, because he cared that much to make sure that Chris felt like he was also Matt Murdock. He was also Daredevil and that there was a seamless continuity. He respected him that much to recognize how important Chris was to the show. And that's something that's really amazing. There's a great quote from Chris where he says, Daredevil is unlike any other show. I love the story. I love the characters. But the best part of the show for me is the crew. The show is run by some amazing showrunners, directors, and producers. They have created a really great project to be part of. Every department is phenomenal and works together as a team. Everyone is like one big family. And ultimately, every team has a leader and our team is led by Daredevil himself. Charlie plays such an integral part, not only on the screen, but behind it as well. He brings such positive energy to set every day and it's contagious. So yeah, this isn't the case of the lead scoffing at the other actors and saying, I'll be in my trailer. This is a case of someone who is leading by example on set, who is engaging, who really puts his best effort in to make sure that it's the best collaboration possible. Yeah. And, and, and that reminds me of um, 
some things that Elodie Young, who played Electra on season two and in Defenders, has said about Charlie as well. I'm personally a big Elodie fan. She did a great panel with Charlie at Ace Comic Con um, at the beginning of 2018, I think. End of 2017, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, um, right when they were filming season three. Yes. Beginning. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think somebody, a fan asked them about how it feels to play such iconic characters. You know, how does it feel to wake up every morning and go, I'm Electra or I'm Daredevil? I believe they answered, you know, kind of your usual thing about being really grateful for the role. But um, Elodie went a little bit further um, and had such kind things to say about Charlie um, and talking about how the quality of the show, a lot of it really comes down to Charlie, how he works his butt off to elevate everything. I have a little bit of the quote here, um, so I'm just going to read it. But she says, you know, it's just not something everyone does because this is our passion and then it becomes our job. And then you're on a show for six months, a year, two years. Sometimes you can forget how lucky you are to be doing what you're doing. But Charlie never forgets it. He always tries to elevate the quality of the show. It could be three o'clock in the morning and you have to do a crazy emotional scene. And he's just on top of it. He's always on top of everything. And that is why Daredevil is so good. It is because of him. And I have heard Elodie say these things in other contexts, too, whether it's in interviews or, you know, um, on other panels, how I remember a funny story about how I think on season two, she was talking about how Charlie would invite her to go work out with him, like, you know, early in the morning Aww. before they had to film. And she's like, I'm good. <laughs> wow. I'm good. But Charlie would ask. And every morning he would go out and train before he had to be on set. He did that with Finn Jones too, right? Didn't he yes, try to get I like Finn Jones? <laughs> he so, just wanted a workout, buddy. He just, he just wanted a buddy. But you know, it's again, it's another example of that work ethic. And that's, it's not just his training, although obviously there was a huge part of it, you know, him actually physically training his body to be able to represent this role, but his training to portray a blind man. Working with, a, a, can someone remind me of his name? Working with Joe Strachey. Joe Yeah. Putting in the work to research, um, to immerse himself in the experience of how to authentically play, you know, visual impairment. Um, and then also the research in the comics, the, the hours that he spent doing fight training, doing stunt training, to the point to which in season three, as Chris Brewster has told us, in multiple Q&As, Charlie was practically doing the scenes himself, you know, yeah. essentially Chris only had to come in to get like thrown into, you know, like kicked into a wall. But otherwise, it was all Charlie. And I mean, I don't know too much about this and the details, but I, I do remember earlier this year, separate from our show and all of this, uh, was it Batwoman replaced their lead altogether? Lead, yeah. And one of the major reasons was because she just couldn't handle the responsibilities of being a lead on that show and just, you know, the damage it kind of does to your body, the hours that you have to put in, just how physically exhausting it is. Um, and, you know, I can't imagine this role having been any easier for Charlie if it was probably equally as difficult, if not harder, to have maintained that pace over three years uh, or, yeah. or three and seasons he's like of show. It's like he's playing two characters. So yeah. there you go. Like he's yeah. two leads of the show. And let's not forget him having to shave his chest. <laughs> That's commitment. Shave his <laughs> chest. You know, we've, yeah. we've heard both Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson talk about the physical toll these roles have yeah. taken on their bodies. Um, we've heard Chris Hemsworth say how tired he is of drinking all the protein shakes. You know, it's it is serious work. I think Scarlett said something like she thinks she's going to be in physical therapy for the rest of her life yeah. because of the toll that this takes on their bodies. 
Those are three examples of three very fine actors who gave it their all. And Charlie is up there with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And by the way, I have to say, I'm also a huge Elodie Young as Electra mm-hmm. fan. When she showed up in season two, I said, okay, I know this Electra. I've read this Electra. Mm-hmm. I know who she is. And I have to hand it to Marvel's casting for ignoring the fact that Electra is not Asian in the comics, but saying this is the actress to play her. She's right. And I think that was 100% the right decision. She's wonderful. Totally. She's fantastic. Totally. Also, you know, Charlie, uh, with his dialect, having to speak in the oh God, American I accent. I totally fit you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's don't forget that part. And Kevin yeah. Smith, you know, back yes. when season one came out, um, there was a whole either what one or two or three like episodes of Fat Man on Batman, just mm-hmm. about Daredevil yes. season one. Yeah. Which I don't know if you can find right. online anymore. I but I don't know if you can find them online for free anymore. Maybe if you subscribe like paid for his I think he has like a whole like paid podcast network but I remember listening to all those episodes and totally worth it just just to hear just to hear Kevin Smith say you know based on the show you're flat out you sound like a kid raised in the kitchen and Charlie would just you know came back and said you know he has to stay in that accent like a month before because it is really hard for him that's one of the things that does not come easy dedication yo I should I think you were telling me kind of when he was working on Boardwalk Empire right (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. So there's a um, season two build interview with the cast where a fan asked them about um, working on accents because she had an accent. And then Elodie talked about it. She's like, yes, she had a lovely ab- accent. But yeah, you just have to practice. You know, you have to work on your, on your American. And then Charlie talked about he totally agreed that it's difficult and how hard it was for him. Um, because when he was younger and he's trying to find work in U.S. and America and he could not find jobs because people kept saying that he didn't sound American. But he totally believes that it's not, you know, your people say that either you have it or you don't. Either you can do it or you can't. And he, he said it's absolutely not true. You can absolutely work on it. So for Boardwalk Empire, when he was working on those Northern Irish accents, he actually downloaded podcasts from Irish priests. And he, be, during the show, between scenes, he would have his earplugs on and he would be repeating those sermons. And people thought that he was very religious. You know, they would come and talk to him about Jesus and, and like, repeating things and he said oh yeah and then he realized that that's because he was repeating those (laughs) sermons in the you know in that Irish accent and people thought that oh he must be very religious and he was actually just practicing his dialect. I remember another interview he did where he said that when he first got the description of the character it said he was one from one part of Ireland and right. then yes. when he was cast, oh, yeah. Yeah. he <laughs> found out he was from another part of Ireland. And he went ahead and said, oh, no, now I have to sound like I'm from that part of Ireland. That's how specific his work was. Yes. I mean, talk about a package of not only talent, but hard work. Yeah. He puts right. in to, the work and it shows. To make it specific, right? You know, mm-hmm. if he's, you know, he's playing a character from a certain part of Ireland, he, he wanted to make himself sound exactly like that. I mean, who tries to be that accurate, right? He, that's dedication. And as a native New Yorker, nothing pisses me off than hearing a bad New York accent um, where, where clearly someone just watched some old TV shows rather than actually went and listened to what New Yorkers sound like. Yeah, yeah. I did read 
think I was reading something the other day about how most British people or maybe people from the UK who come and do like American, it's all very, it's like generic American. I mean, I, I would not know specifically whether it was an authentic New York accent, but, but yeah, if you're from the area, you can tell if they've got it down. <laughs> yeah. I, one of my favorite things is if you look at, uh, there's not a lot out there, but if you can catch some behind the scenes footage of Daredevil, you will, there's one specifically from season two where he's talking to Elodie right before they're shooting that scene at yes. the hole. Yes. And he's talking to her and he's talking as Matt. In he's using accent. Matt's voice. Yes. I really like I love that. It. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So hot. <laughs> just a little. Sorry. It just is. It's so hot. <laughs> Definitely, he's really hot as Matt. His Here's voice. That. That, that was yes. the reason. That was the moment then I, then I realized that I found this guy hot. Mm. Because then I realized, oh, his voice is so good. Like, so, that's is, what I'm saying. It, that's it, what Kevin Smith nine, exactly season what, one. Exactly <laughs> what Kevin Smith was saying. Like, it was just like, yeah. this is exactly the way somebody who would have like this super sensitive hearing would sound. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. It's interesting because not only did he sound American, but I'm a singer, so I listen to pitch a lot. Mm. He drops his pitch about a fifth yeah. when he speaks as Matt. If you ever hear Charlie speaking uh, in an interview, his voice is pitched higher, yeah. but Matt is low. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Kevin Smith, this is a tangent, but if you haven't seen Kevin Smith give his blow by blow of the season one hallway fight, you oh, have yeah. to see that. Yeah. It is one of my favorite things on the planet. Yeah. And this, I love it. This is a, another quote from um, Kevin from the Geeking Out show, episode mm. three. And this, I, I wish I could do it in my Kevin voice. I wish I could. Um, you have a Kevin voice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I went and wrote that character for a little bit, like right before Dogma came out. I got to work on Daredevil. It was my first comic book work for a character I didn't own. And so I did it with Joe Quesada over at Marvel. And, you know, I've got a deep affinity for the character. I wrote Matt Murdock's voice, but he defined Daredevil. Like, he is Matt Murdock. Enough said, right? Enough said. I mean, Kevin Smith says this, this guy's Daredevil. Kevin Smith, the guy, the guy <laughs> wrote Daredevil, for God's sake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joe Quesada, again, the guy, he's the one who said... I found Matt Murdock. And yes, he did. He, Joe, you absolutely did. And God bless you for it. And, you know, I think you already mentioned, you know, from our Stephen tonight, Eric Olson, a conversation. Both of them were just so complimentary of working with Charlie. You know, those are the showrunners. Those are, you know, Stephen had a hand in casting Charlie. And both of them, I think Eric said that Charlie was such a great collaborator. Um, that they shared so much trust. And Stephen specifically said, um, Charlie Cox is what every man should aspire to be because he is the most centered, gracious, kind, uh, and his energy is just phenomenal. He is one of the seriously nicest guys I've ever met in my life. And again, this is just the refrain from everybody who has worked with Charlie Cox, John Bernthal, Helity Young, Kristen Ritter, Scott Glenn. Chris, you know, the name, the list goes on and on. And these are just the people that are prominent, you know, that we know of because they are, you know, other actors on the show or they are, um, they have big creative roles in the show. But even the people behind the scenes, everyone is just so, so, so complimentary. And talking about Scott Glenn, I mean, that guy has been working for how long? Mm. He's been in this industry for how long? Mm-hmm. And he took the time to stop and praise Charlie specifically. Mm-hmm. That says something. That guy's a yeah. pro. And mm-hmm. he knows a pro when he sees one. Mm-hmm. It's really like up there with like Vincent D'Onofrio praising, you know, his experience working with Charlie. 
Right. These are not just, these are not slouches that are like doing this compliment. And these are like mm-hmm. major, some major compliments getting thrown his mm-hmm. way. So if you don't want to take it from us, you can take it from them. You can take it from the people that have worked with Charlie. You can take it from these amazingly talented actors um, and just genius creative minds that they feel the same way. Yeah. Or just go search the Charlie Cox hashtag on Twitter. You will see at least how many a day of people like saying, got to be Charlie Cox or nobody at all. Mm -hmm. And not just fans who've been to, you know, following Daredevil from the beginning. New people get introduced every day. I just got one of my office friends into Daredevil and he, he finished all three seasons, watched The Defenders, and he loves the cast. And like he, he keeps asking me, so this cast won awards, right? Tell me they won awards. And I'm like, sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> the awards don't mm. pay attention to these awesome comic book shows. Sorry. But he's like, but look at Winston, look at Charlie. Like, I can't even imagine anyone else in these roles now. And there are, I mean, this is got not person who's followed the comics. He just watched, you know, Defenders in the three season. He goes, but there's so much more potential. They could have mm-hmm. done this. I wanted more Bullseye. Where's Punisher? When, where's Elektra? <laughs> and like, Aww. these are questions he's asking me after season three ended. And like, this is not someone who's been reading comics. This is just a show fan. And he's asking me and he's saying that, you know, there's definitely more story than what we were given. So, you know, that's the norm, actually. New fans come in. They want a continuation with mm-hmm. the same cast and they want more stories told. And so speaking what's of the comics, if you look at some of the artwork in the recent comics, you're going to notice some things. You're going to notice some panels where Daredevil looks suspiciously like Charlie Cox. You're going to notice that Defenders title that came out, how many years ago was that? Was that two years? Yeah, probably two to three. I think it was two years ago. You're going to notice that, oh, look, these four have never been the Defenders in the comics before, and now they are. There was a recent panel in Black Widow where she's crashing at Matt's apartment and the apartment looks just like the apartment from the Netflix show. So even the comics are taking inspiration from the show, which was based on the comics. Uh, It's if this man's portrayal of this role made people pick up comics, which it did in many cases, it did in mine. I did not read Daredevil until the show. That should say something like Marvel. This is the person for many people, not everyone, clearly, but for many people, Charlie Cox is Daredevil and brought them to the character. That should say something. Totally agree. It definitely made me a comics fan. I'd never read comics until Daredevil, and now I've read all of them. And certainly Marvel has not been like DC in this. I mean, um, I make a joke. I walk down the street in Los Angeles. I throw a stick. I hit someone who's played Batman. (laughs) But it's (laughs) DC has had a very different way of dealing with their their major characters where every couple of years, sure, they'll bring in someone else. Marvel has not done that. It's been very rare that they've recast. And when they recast, like we said before, it's been for a very specific reason. They seem to not want to go in that direction. So it would be very smart of them to continue to keep the same actors in the same roles. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's why this campaign exists. And that's what we're all about. And we're going to keep we're going to keep that Charlie Cox's Daredevil mantra alive. And, you know, 
this might be a good place for us to wrap up and, you know, just remind everyone that, again, I think I, I mentioned this at the top of the episode, but when this episode comes out, we will officially be one month out from the end of the Netflix moratorium, which means that the rights to Daredevil will return to Disney and Marvel. So this is a more crucial time than ever. If you are listening to this podcast, if you follow us on social media, if you are just a fan of Daredevil in general, to make it loud and very, very clear to Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios and the powers that be at Disney that we want Charlie as Daredevil. We want Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. We want Deborah Ann Wall as Karen Page. And that list goes on and on. We want to see this cast return. Um, so we hope that you will help us get that message out. Um, and that you'll support us as we rally you guys to help us get that message out. Again, you can find us on social media. We are at Renew Daredevil on Twitter, and we're at Save Daredevil pretty much everywhere else. In addition to us being one month out from the moratorium, we are doing something at the on the 29th of every month where we're going to try to just hashtag Save Daredevil everything on social media. So we're going to probably be doing that tomorrow. I think this episode will come out on the 28th. So October 29th, if you are on Twitter, we would love you to throw out a bunch of Save Daredevil uh, tweets in preparation for hopefully a really big surge uh, on November 29th. And yeah, and just keep following us online. And we are going to have a few more episodes for you in the lead up uh, to the moratorium ending. And um, anything else, guys? I think that's it. Just yeah. um, stay focused, stay loud, stay positive. Yeah. Hashtag Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Yes. Yes. Okay. Keep fighting to save Daredevil. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank Bye, you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Daredevil the official podcast of the Save Daredevil campaign. For more information on Save Daredevil, please visit our website at savedaredevil.com. Remember, Murdoch's always get back up.